Hello and welcome back to the Job Hunter podcast, the only show on the internet that takes the hard work out of searching for your perfect career. There's something quite satisfying about being your own boss, but it can be a little confusing working out where to start. Well, this week we'll be finding out what goes into running a small franchise business, as well as discussing the pros and cons of having your own successful enterprise. If this is right up your street, then sit back, relax, and let's kick off this week's episode. Job Hunter podcast, we'll be cutting perfectly straight lines of questioning, keeping our teeth firmly gritted as we listen for the response and ensuring over the course of the show that everything is well maintained. Excuse my terrible gardening related puns as we welcome Tim Young, the director of the Northwest franchise of Countrywide Grounds Maintenance. Tim, when I hear Grounds Maintenance, my mind immediately jumps to the days of Ground Force and DIY SOS and the like, um, but that is more akin to landscaping rather than Grounds Maintenance, right? So maybe you can start us off by explaining a little bit more about what's the difference between the two. Yeah, of course. Um, grounds maintenance is more sort of um, basically looking after large pieces of well, grounds or large grounds that people don't necessarily have time to look after themselves or don't have um, maybe um, the resource and don't really want to be bothering with it. So um Typically, the most common ones that people know of is sort of schools. Um, so we'll do all of the, the cutting of the grass, um, all of the cutting of the hedges, um, picking up leaves in the autumn, um, providing with providing them with um, rock salt for uh, the winter season, um, maintaining all the beds and putting the lines in for sports day for the kids to run on. That's that sort of stuff mainly. Um, but but it's not just schools um there's then things like hotels business parks um so it's more sort of um contractual work where you'd be going every couple of weeks maybe or or every month um rather than i guess a landscape would typically just be a one one hit wonder generally you know they'd come do everything and then um leave and be paid per job sort of thing whereas we're I guess we're more of a long-term option in general. And obviously, so you, you know, you're the Northwest uh, franchise director. Um, what sort of patch is that? Northwest is very generic, isn't it? How big is your area that you get to work in? Yeah, well, um, my my particular area is goes as far north as Wigan, um, and as as far south as uh, nearly sort of Shrewsbury. It's not it's not quite Shrewsbury, but um, I guess that gives you a good idea um of probably you know an hour and a half in the car if you like um north to south east to west we don't go as far and um, we're sort of like a long and thin patch um but we we work closely with all of the different um other contacts within countrywide we have a national coverage so um the idea is that we all wear the same gear um we're all pretty well experienced um and, and that means that we've, we've got national coverage so um i'm just one sort of small cog of that even though i own my own business um but there is a a, a broader network and we cover literally all the way up to scotland um and all the way down to um through wales and um you know down to cornwall and everywhere basically so, so you obviously mentioned that countrywide is a is a you know, a big operation here in the UK, and we've thrown this term franchise around a fair bit already. 
Um, but for the uninitiated, what exactly is a franchise? Franchise is essentially an organization that allow you to use their, their branding, uh, their initiatives um, for a, a very small fee. Um, so I guess the one that people know mainly would be something like McDonald's or um, I'm trying to think of other big ones. I think Costa Coffee, but don't quote me on that one. Um, so all of the, the meat from McDonald's burgers, I think, um, will all be sort of sold to the actual franchise at a particular rate. And McDonald's will stipulate um, that they need to put um, X, Y, and Z in their burgers and they can't do their own thing. Um, so that's why even though you go to McDonald's in Scotland or London and they're owned by two different person, uh, two different people, sorry, um, the burgers will still be very much so the same. Um, so... And would you say there's any kind of similarities or any differences to, you know, a model like you said, like McDonald's, you know, obviously you want to create the same customer experience, I suppose, um, across all of the, the different franchises. But is there any flexibility as well? Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, and we would be, I think we're quite lucky um, in a number of different ways because Countrywide are, are very uh, flexible in a number of different ways in terms of how in terms of letting us run our business. Um, McDonald's, for example, one, one, of the, one, one of the ones that's often quoted about McDonald's is that um, what do a number of different people do when they buy a burger, right? They throw the gherkin away, which is waste, I guess, to um, any business owner um, and business owners looking to, to reduce waste and, and reduce their costs would say, um, What's the point putting these gherkins in? Everyone just throw them away. Um, but McDonald's would say, no, that's how the burger's supposed to be. Um, and if you're going to run our franchise, then you have to do it this way. Um, so with, with Countrywide, I guess, um, we're not throwing any gherkins away, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but in, in terms of hours and flexibility, uh, they're really good. Um, they just like to see you running a, a good business. Um representing the brand well um you know making sure that um we're not running around old vans so i actually think a lot of their um policies are really good so we have a we have a van rule where um we're not allowed to run the vans you know beyond six years so um i mean it's really good for brand image and things like that but also um in the same sense it's uh you, know, you don't want to be dealing with breakdowns with of the vans at all. Um, who wants to be in the garage all the time? You want to be out cutting grass. So yeah, definitely. Um, you've mentioned you've done you do a variety of different um, activities when you're at, at your sites, um, and obviously, you know you don't just work in the summer. You work all year round. You know how, how does that work vary? Um, you know with the seasons, and obviously we are coming out of winter. Um, what's been your main focus over the last? last couple of months yeah so um we've got a real big uh, seasonal shift um our grass cutting will run from essentially the first of april through till uh the back end of october um some of the the higher specification sites and people that like the grass um that bit neater maybe their grass does have start having the grass cut in about well not far off now actually sort of middle of march um 
but they're really the summer months. Um, the winter months, there's a lot of stuff that goes on as well. And we do do a lot of gritting for hospitals, uh, business parks, um, sometimes police force, um, potentially anyone that needs their, their, their roads gritting, but the council won't do it because they're, uh, they're, they're private or, or, or whatever. Um, in autumn, we would be collecting leaves and doing, and doing things like that. Um, so yeah, we, we really do see the four seasons. It's, it's quite nice, actually. It's, it, by the time you've, you've done a load of gritting, you're quite happy to, uh, to see the grass start growing. And by the time you're bored of cutting grass, you're, you're happy to see uh, bringing the, uh, the gritters out of the shed. So that's, that's one, one of the nice, the real nice things about, about my job is the, the variety of things that do actually come through the door. So it must be quite manic, though, you know, if we take the cold snaps we've had over the last couple of weekends and whatever. Are there some days where you have to be, you know, work, you know, 16, 17, 18 hour days to, to get it all done, to get it, you know, the, the services ready for people and stuff like that? And obviously, is that quite demanding? Yeah, it, it can be, actually. Um, funnily enough, some, sometimes the summers are a, a little bit harder than, than the winters and the cold snaps. Um in, in the winter when there's a cold snap and you're, you're out doing those 16, 17 hour days, um, luckily I don't do too many of them and, and we like to share them around so that um, one of us isn't bearing the brunt of it the whole time. Um, but with a cold snap, it only ever lasts uh, 10 days, two weeks tops. Um, so, you know, it's only a, generally a quite short period. In the summer, um, if it's really good growing conditions, and uh, it's, it's wet and hot and then wet and then hot and then wet and then hot, then the grass grows like bilio and uh, you've got to be out <laughs> cutting all the time. And, um, and, and that can be relentless if it's going for, you know, seven months. Um, that that can, be, can be tougher. So if you could describe to us kind of what would a typical day look like, you know, um, if we were to join the countrywide team tomorrow? Uh, so a typical day would be uh, you'd have the the plan for the day you'd come in and in general you would you'd hop in a van um, sometimes with with a with another another operator and you'd head out um, and you would go and visit anywhere between one and three sites probably depending on the size of the the job um, you'd have a, a shed load of tools on the back generally strimmers blowers hedge cutters sometimes chainsaws and um, you would be assigned a, a task. Now that task might be generally, it would be general grounds maintenance. What, what, what is that at the moment? It would be maybe turning over the beds um, ready for ready for spring, um, or it might even be, um, if it's a high specification customer, um, maybe spraying the moss or scarifying it, getting the lawns ready for summer. Um, and then yeah you'd you'd head home um make sure you got all the stuff ready for the for the next day liaise with the manager um yeah that's probably so it. i mean it seems pretty full on um you know it must be quite quite tough doing that day after day after day um do you try and kind of incentivize that with your teams do you, do you kind of how do you keep them motivated yeah uh in in the summer a lot of a lot of my staff come to us for uh, for quality of life. Um, 
which is which is surprising. Bear in mind the question you just asked, because you would think, well, flipping egg, you know, it can be a bit relentless. Um, in general, we try and make sure that the um, the guys going out doing the work are going back to the same sites, so they do get some level of consistency. Um, and also, the customer knows the um, the person cutting the grass, and they they make a relationship, um, and they you know they 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 can talk to each other, you know, if they need to bring up a particular piece of equipment. Um, and I guess that gives them, gives them, cut a, gives the customer satisfaction, but also um, our guys will, will enjoy, I guess, pleasing the clients to a certain extent. Um, and it also means that, um, you know, sometimes if, if, if the guys have got young kids or whatever, they can get up um, a little bit earlier. And if, if it's a school sports day, for example, um, the beauty is they can start an hour earlier and we do try and give that flexibility as much as, as much as we can so that when they do need, you know, when life happens, um, they can go and go and tend to those issues. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, you've, you've mentioned that you have quite a wide variety of, of customers and clients. What would you say is some of the more peculiar, I can't say it, peculiar, what are more some of the more peculiar places that you've worked? Um, most most peculiar. We did actually. We didn't work there, but once we we put a quote in for for Old Trafford, um, that was that was my dad actually who was running the business at that time. Um, what else have we done? Some of some of the tree surgery tree surgery stuff. Um, is more interesting in, in terms of the size of trees that we that we cut down. Maybe maybe more than um, more than what we the, the places that we've been. We've done done work at Beeston Castle, um, which is a, a really nice castle nearby. Um, I think either Cheshire or Shropshire, um, but lovely area. Um, but that's probably as as uh, crazy as it gets, to be honest. <laughs> So tree surgery wise, if you got to have a head for heights, or do you not get up on the uh, on the trees? <laughs> no, luckily I, I don't actually do any of the work. I'm not qualified to do it. I just go and quote for it. Um, but it's yeah, the the guys that do that are uh, crazy. <laughs> I think it'd be fair to say because um, sometimes you know they're, they're taking the trees from top to bottom. It's you know the, the trees are too big just to to fell. Um, and, and lob them over if you like so they have to sort of take it from right at the top and just sort of chop it all the way down which means that you know they're basically like a, a monkey in a tree just genuinely just throwing the ropes around to keep them tied on and clambering up the trees and uh, yeah it's it's a bit of an art to watch um, but it's dangerous at the same time and that's um, that's why it's quite costly actually um, because I can only imagine the insurance is uh, through the roof. Yeah, I, I definitely couldn't do that. I'd probably end up chainsawing through my own ropes and uh, and having a horrendous injury. So uh, yeah, probably best to leave it to the professionals. Um, you mentioned your dad used to run the business. Yeah. Um, how 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 did the, the franchise come about? When did it all start? Um, through my dad, or originally. Um, oh, I mean the full the full history of, of the franchise would be amazing, yeah. The full the full whack. Yeah, go so for it. It was started by a guy who wanted to set something up that 
people needed. So I guess the business originally was born out of um, creating something that people needed rather than something that people could discard. Um, I don't actually know truthfully when it was originally set up. I think about 50 years ago, approximately. Um, and it was a chap in Manchester actually who set it up. Um, it went, set up his own grounds maintenance business, went really well, and then decided to sell it on as a franchise and just started different postcodes. Um, now that the whole nation's well covered and we do, you know, a lot, a lot of national tenders and things like that. Um, my dad bought into it 15 years ago. He'd just been made redundant for the third time. Um, he loves telling that story. He's been made redundant three times. Um, and the where where he was living was literally bang slap in the middle of of our the whole territory that we look after. Um, and so. I think he went to a, a franchisee fair in Birmingham at the NEC or something. Um, and this was after being tipped off by, um, believe it or not, countrywide, I think um, around the Chester region. Um, he used to be a, a site manager at a plant there and um, I think got on pretty well with, with um, I guess, my equivalent um, from the Chester branch. Um and essentially tips him off that you know this this franchise is is up if you, if you fancy a go it's it's good fun all, all the good benefits that you get from running your own business choose choose your own hours so they say but i mean it's working all hours of the day basically mm. um and and all those are the benefits that you do get so um he ended up taking the plunge um bought into the franchise and has, has never looked back he, he absolutely loves it and um, yeah he'll have to be pulled away from the business no he won't really but uh, he does he does genuinely love it and I, I think one thing I want to ask you is obviously you, you know you've probably grown up with with having grounds maintenance in your blood kind of thing but is it is it something that you kind of always knew you wanted to do have you always wanted to work outside in some capacity um Yes, yes and no. I'm, I'm a natural outdoors guy. I like, like doing things outdoors. My hobbies are like fishing, playing rugby, uh, football, skiing, you know, anything outdoors and sporty, basically. So I do love being in the outdoors. Um, but I definitely didn't, you know, think I want to strim grass when I, uh, when, <laughs> when as, as, a, as a, an aspiration. Um, having said that, I, I have always had a natural guess instinct for business you could say um and believe it or not i think the past like eight generations or something in, in the young household have uh have run their own business so you could say it was fate um so i actually did uh some some work for dad as as a um as a 16 year old in the summer um for for a bit of money um whilst i wasn't in school and i remember coming back thinking this is literally such a hard job my feet killed me <laughs> i couldn't believe that anyone would want to do it and uh, i just i just yeah could never actually see myself at that point um wanting to be in the business and it, and it wasn't actually on the cards at that point um my mum and dad were very uh, not focused but um I guess 
they were very uh, very sure to give me the opportunity of, of, of university and um, all of those other things um, that life has to bring you rather than you know cutting grass around the local area for the rest of my life so um, yeah I'm, I'm thankful to, to them for that because I, I did you know, develop a lot of skills and have a great time at university um, so yeah I feel like I've, I've been quite lucky there I got best of both worlds. Because you did a, physio- a physiotherapy degree didn't you at, at university and then obviously went on to work for the NHS how, how did how do you compare your experience working you know for a big uh, employer like the NHS compared to, to what you do now? Yeah, I um, I did physio at Sheffield Hallam. Had a, had a great time, loved it there, and ended up working at um, Sheffield Teaching Hospital, so the Northern, uh, well, across all sides, but Northern General um, and Hallamshire and things, um, and had a, had a great time there. Really, really good fun. Had some really great experiences. Um, I would say that I got a bit of a shock when I came to a small business. Um, there's there's a lot more immediate responsibility and uh, expectation, I would say, in, in a small business uh, in comparison to the NHS. Don't don't get me wrong, you know, I, I definitely love my time in the NHS and it's uh, definitely a great place to work. Um, my girlfriend still works as a physio, um, so, um, and then I know she loves it. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a, uh, it was a bit of a shock to me when I, when I came to a, a small business. Um, so obviously speaking of that, you, you know, um, you're, you're only 27, you're, you're still in your first flush of youth. Um, and yeah. obviously you're, you're, you're being thrust into quite, um, quite a, a grand position, a managerial position within, within your business. Um, how did you find that obviously when you first took on that that role and how have you grown in that role how how are you finding being in a managerial position at such a young age yeah it was um i think i was quite naive when i came into the role um luckily i had my mum and dad to help me out and it was it was a lot easier to pick up the phone and say you know i don't know this um, can you tell me what I need to do to be to be safe or to be good? Or and I was very fortunate in that position. Um, I definitely found it hard initially. I was quite protected when I came into the business because I wasn't given a lot of responsibility, even though I thought I, I was. And slowly, over the past um, three to four years, I've just taken on more and more and more. Um, whereas now I'm, I'm I'm pretty much running the show. Um, so definitely not been it's not a straightforward ride and i think that most a lot of people in business probably probably tell you that um luckily for me i guess the the biggest thing for me is i've always had um my family there to ask um and and because they know the business so well always always able to lend a hand um so i'm eternally grateful for that um but I guess I'd have to give a quite a lot of credit to Alice as well. Um, you know, there's times when you get home after you've been out for 15, 16 hours and you think, why, do, why, why am I doing this? You know, what, what are the benefits? This wasn't the reason I came to run my own business. Um, but 
in a small small business you know you get found out very quickly and you need to make sure that all the things are done and um and you get everything ticked off so um yeah it's it, it was it was definitely hard um but luckily for me i've got those support networks that really helped me through um it's probably another good 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 point about franchising as well within the countrywide network i have um 50 different people to speak to for different you know different opinions um and 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 people that are like-minded as well and, and of a similar age so again another another good support network of, of how to do things and um how best to do things how not to do things and um also people that have have shared those experiences of when you do get it wrong um why did you get it wrong and, and how can you turn it around those those a lot of those answers are a lot easier to find when you have those networks rather than trying to go it go it alone and, and try and figure it out you know yourselves um luckily for me um my dad did a lot of that in the early days and um passed over the reins to me so yeah fortunate Excellent. So we're going to take a slight detour away from the, the main line of questionings um, for Tim's three tips. Uh, again, I have another Tim on my, my show. This is now the second Tim I've had, uh, which <laughs> makes it very difficult because obviously uh, this is my baby, but there's another Tim in the room. So I, I, I'm going to let you take the reins a bit. Um, so I, I, I would like you to give me, um, let's say, three key differences um, uh, between someone that's an employee and someone that's a small business owner, you know, day to day. Um, I, I would say the first one is uh, is the risk. So it's it's the amount of risk that you that you undertake by running your own business. So that and, and responsibility that that you know covers such a, a broad ranging amount of topics, but ultimately you are responsible for literally everything and that a little bit scary but also means you've got a lot to do to make sure that everything's you know going well so so that's the first thing um the second thing is as an employee you're able to pass the book on a little bit more pass it to your manager um let somebody else deal with i guess the the true problem the true problems um and and in business um that book unfortunately always lands at your feet um so that's that's one thing that i definitely and i didn't even realize it as an as an employee that that, that was that was nice um and i guess the third thing is in terms of quality of life when you're an employee um you know clocking off and, and maybe not taking the calls at any time of the day or any time of the night and having to deal with them is nice and within that um the holidays where you don't truly have to worry maybe as much as a small business owner would about what's going on because it's not your problem unfortunately for me when i'm sipping a margarita in uh blackpool at the moment probably but you know maybe somewhere more exotic when coronavirus is lifted um it still does flick into your mind and, and you really do have to work quite hard i would say uh, um at not thinking about it and um yeah that's that's probably my three and do you think it's quite hard to to switch off sometimes and and do you have to force yourself a little bit to to get away from it occasionally because i imagine doing yeah. this 24 7 would be quite difficult 
yeah, you do. Um, and you, you get into some real bad, good, bad, but, you know, look at it two different ways. The business would look at it as a good thing, but, but bad habits. You know, the first thing I do when I wake up literally is um, look at my phone and look at, look at the trackers on the vans to see if they're out, see if they're where they should be, see if everything's going right um, to make sure no one's, you know, and that's literally the first thing I do when I wake up. Um, so when I'm on holiday, you know, it takes me at least three, four, five days just to wind down and actually truly relax. Um, I have to like mute everything. Um, <laughs> I've not gone to, to moving the apps or anything away, but um, yeah, it, it's nice for me that, again, I've got those support networks that I can push it to when I'm away, but at the same time yeah you, you can't help but wonder because the responsibility is is yours and it's my name my name written on the on the dotted line so um i'll be the one stood up in, in court if, if anything you know goes wrong or, or whatever those those scary scenarios that that sometimes you ask yourself if, if they'll ever happen or or not and uh, speaking of that is it quite hard to to want you know is it hard to give people responsibility in a certain sense you know in you know when you've got an ownership over something yeah um, how do you feel about giving people responsibility and stuff when you know that ultimately that if the buck stops with you if it goes wrong you're the one that potentially is you know at risk or liable whatever do does, have you found a way to kind of balance that out if that makes sense I'm actually, it's actually one of the things that I'm really trying to work hard at at the moment. Um, last year I was, I was, I was a devil for doing it. I was, I was terrible, uh, for trying to do too many, too many people's jobs. Um, but if you do that, you will never have any quality of life. So I guess the, the classic saying is no one can do it as good as you. No one cares about putting those lines in as, as much as Tim Young does within my business in general, but that doesn't mean to say that other people can't do it and you just have to follow the, the appropriate things, um, training, making sure your insurances are all there, uh, making sure that people are competent, they know what they're doing um, and you have to go through every single hoop that um, you can do to make sure that the person is, is all right and competent to do it and then you have to let them let them fly and take their own steps basically and keep checking in on them because there's always things that you can do um, because you do care so much but you do need to learn to most definitely step back because if 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 you don't you will genuinely have absolutely no life that that is for sure well we've talked a lot about the the responsibilities the roles of the job but what are the benefits of earning your own business because i think that's equally important isn't it if the only reason you know that you're going to get into it is because you're going to take on responsibility and employ people whatever that's that's not much fun yeah um, yeah no it's it's, it's it's a good question i ask myself that all the time <laughs> <laughs> what am i doing it for um i guess some of the key benefits are first of all you know truthfully those those things in terms of you you are your own boss Things that are truly important, people can't stop you doing. Um, if you've got a funeral or, I mean, a funeral is maybe a bad example, but a wedding or even if it's your, 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 your child's first Christmas play, you can go and do that. You can just shift your work to doing it in the evening. 
um, you can work things around to make sure that the rest of the day is covered and you have that that little um, that little time slot. I know when um, I don't have any children at the moment, but when when my dad was running it, one of his big big things was I was playing a lot of rugby at the time and um, he'd always be able to get away on a Wednesday afternoon you know we had a good run in the Daily Mail Cup and stuff and he would be there I guess for six Wednesday afternoons on the bounce you know there's no way that he'd get away with that in any form of employment or unless he's in a you know a real nice job um, with a very understanding employer so I guess that's that's one thing um, the the real wins and the real losses um, is nice. Not so much the real losses, but the real wins. You know, when you real really put your own stamp on things. Um, at the moment, um, we're, we've got quite a big push for encouraging um, wildlife and, and pollinators. So um, we're looking at um, my mum keeps bees, as as you know, and uh, makes really nice honey um so i'll have to get you a jar again um if i've not got you one already um Goosebrook but, farm honey if you are uh, a keen listener yeah. and want some honey yeah it's good stuff it's mighty good stuff um so so we're looking at encouraging pollinators um because bees and other other, other wildlife are really uh key to um improving you know various different um pollination and um you know lo loads of good stuff like that so it's really important to make sure that we give those guys time to do their thing um so so we're looking at you know um i'm actually looking at collaborative collaborating with my mum at the moment um or maybe even getting into a few primary schools and and teaching the kids a little bit um so there's there's, there's those little stamps like that that you can put on things um, and there's there's no real barriers to that, you know. There's no there's no one above you saying, you know, in general, no, you can't do that. You know, if if you want to, if that's your stamp, and that's you want to do it, then you know, go for it. The, the the true test will be the market, and if if the market you know wants to pay for it, basically, um, but if the market doesn't want to pay for it and you care about it that much, then you could do it for free. So it really is, um, you know. Being able to choose your own destiny, your own fate to a certain extent is is quite nice in business, um, and that's that's probably the main the main reason actually being able to actually choose and be your own boss and decide things. Even though sometimes, um, you know, you might win a good contract, and that might mean that you get called all times of the day, and you need to to work out work out uh, somebody to take those calls for you. Um, it might give you headaches. You still won that contract and had the highs of winning it and, and all those stuff and, and and truly knowing that you've you've done that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I definitely love to see more wild wildflower meadows out there. I think they're great use uh, of, of ecology and and promoting wildlife and stuff. Um, I think this it leads quite on to my quite well to my next question. Um, what what are your career aspirations? Um, what what would you what would you say is a job well done when you, you look back on your career when you retired? Um, you know, if we, could, if we could go that far in the future. Yeah, it's it's quite a, it's, it's a good question actually because I don't <laughs> I don't truthfully know. Um, I've been very focused in the past four years on just wanting to make a success of it, wanting to make a success of the business. Um, 
there's no there's no other role for me to take within my business. I'm, I I own it, and it's um, watching it grow would be nice. Um, for me, we are a customer service style industry. Would would you believe? You know, people. We, we are a service, and people people want us to do a, a good job and, and maintain their green space as well. So, the the customer satisfaction is really really important. So, um, get it takes a lot for people to write a positive email. Um, it's it's funny. It's a funny thing to say, um, but. We do actually get quite a lot, and I always pass them on whenever I get them. Um, so that that's something that I really enjoy. Um, in in terms of countrywide, in general, and my my career aspirations, I would say for now, I'd like to be able to to run a a good profitable business that um, is able to to suit my own lifestyle. Um, and be successful for a number of years. I think that's that's my main goal. I don't have any true goal in like quadrupling the size of turnover and you know being the next Jeff Bezos um, or any of that sort of stuff. Um, I think I'd probably have to take a few more calls at midnight to be able to to get to to that sort of uh, level. Um, but to be able to run a, a good service business that, that provides um, a good service, keeps the customers happy, um, provides uh, a number of different jobs around my area um, for, for, for my employees um, and that, that they're happy and they enjoy work. Um, that's, that's, that's the main thing and it, and it affords me a quality of life that, that I want to enjoy. I'm able to go on holiday a couple of times a year, um, provide for myself and my girlfriend maybe a family at some point um that, that that sort of stuff really um yeah well you know what i think what it highlights to me you know from just listening to you there is that um as i, I say as many times on the on these these episodes um you know everyone has a different motivation everyone has a different um career path so to speak and um you know it's individual to to each person and, and they shouldn't compare what they want to someone else. And, um, I think, you know, that's a completely, um, acceptable and, and inspiring, uh, motivation to do something, you know, it's not all about, um, being the big boss, even though you are the big boss. Um, it's not all about, you know, making loads of money and, and, and I'll, you're, I'm sure you're doing that too, but it's, you know, sometimes it's just important to reflect and say, I want to be happy and, and healthy and be able to do what I want to do. And I think that's as important as, you know, slaving away for some big business. So, um, yeah, they're definitely very wise words. And if if I could ask you to give one other piece of advice to someone that's perhaps owning their own business, they've just started out, and obviously they might be struggling a bit in these uncertain times. What what could you say to them to kind of maybe just give them a bit of motivation or inspiration at the moment where they might be struggling? Yeah, um, there's some. And I know it sounds a bit a bit boring, but genuinely, often if if it feels right and, it, and it's going well, or it's going okay, sometimes you just have to ride things out. If you're a small enterprise um, and maybe doing something by yourself, that's that's not that easy because there's no there's no room for for any losses. You know, you need to keep getting the wins to stay afloat as a, a very small 
small enterprise can't rely on you know big sums of cash or anything like that um but try and try and analyze whatever you're doing as best as best you can um and and look objectively as well that's probably the my 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 most key message if you look objectively at it you know what's it bringing in for you um is it sustainable um sometimes the the things that make you feel good and that you really enjoy actually aren't the things that maybe you're going to keep you afloat um on your profit and loss accounts so yeah sometimes you have to be cruel to be kind and and really look at the um the harsh things that that you don't enjoy doing maybe as much and you just got to do them and, and and ride it out a little bit um and sometimes maybe those things that you do really enjoy doing that aren't um keeping the profit and loss accounts happy um you have to cut those out tim you've got a very wise head on some young shoulders um and clearly you're, you're doing something right so um yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic to 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 catch up with you and, and chat to you about this. Um, I think we've had a lot more chat discussion about owning a business than grants maintenance, but that's yeah. completely fine too. Um, if people want to find out a bit about um, Northwest Grants, uh, Countrywide Grants Maintenance, um, where can they find that? Um, well, I can give you if give give you my email after the show or, or now is is that best? Yeah, yeah well, I mean, I, we can put some stuff in the show notes. But um, if if people have inquiries, um, where where could they reach you as well if, if you've got an email? Yeah, so it's um, I'm Tim Young at countrywidegrounds.com. That's that's grounds with an S, plural. So drop drop me an email. More more than willing to to help out um, and and answer any calls um it's always nice to speak to people in in business um so so yeah um i've I've definitely been been lent a few helping hands along the way and um there's probably better people to speak to me but at least i'm 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 a young guy so i've I've definitely got that um that's a terrible pun that's a terrible pun yeah so (laughs) young well just make sure you don't call him on day six of his holiday as he's starting to wind (laughs) down it's probably the, the most important thing i'd say um Tim, as I said, um, it's been great to chat to you. Um, I hope you have a really profitable and productive 2021 as we, we move out of lockdown. I'm glad that we've basically avoided speaking about COVID for a whole episode. So I feel like a little bit the end is fine. But um, yeah, yeah, let's stay safe. Uh, and I'm sure we'll we'll stay in touch. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for having me on, Tim. Appreciate it. Thank you to my guest this week, Tim Young. Some very sound advice on a few of the pleasures and pitfalls of owning your own franchise. If you want to find out more about Country Ride Grounds Maintenance, or perhaps have a space you feel needs some tender loving care, then take a look at their website listed in the show notes. It's a real pleasure to host this show, but it really cannot operate without your support. Whether that's subscribing and following on the show, or simply recommending it to a friend, there are many ways you can support the show. If you'd like to follow us on socials, our handle is at JobHunterPodcast on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter and Facebook. Or if you prefer, you can find us on LinkedIn. Just search for the Job Hunter podcast. You can drop us an email. It's jobhunterpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from our listeners, especially if you have any guest ideas or fancy coming on the show. We really hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and tune in next time to hear more fascinating stories on the Job Hunter podcast. (laughs) 